This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this episode, we call on Bob Carlsing and Claude Rich, co-founders of Texas Title headquartered in Dallas, sharing their strategy and an outlook for our industry. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I know it's been a crazy period here for everybody in the industry. Before we talk about that and what you're doing specifically to manage through this, uh, let's rewind the tape here back to the beginning. How did Texas Title start? Bob and I had been working in the fee attorney space, he and I together since 2007. And then before that, Bob had been a fee attorney since 98 or 99. And in about 2009, 2010, we, Bob and I had chatted about the next step for us going from kind of where our growth was to then what we, what the next step would be. And we had always talked about creating our own agency. And then in late 2011, early 2012, we were fee attorneys with Commerce Title uh, when Commerce Title announced to the world that they were selling, winding down. Uh, It was kind of unclear, but we had made the choice at that point that we were not going to be beholden to anyone else in the future. And in 2013, we we took that step and formed the agency and kind of never looked back ever since. So, Claude, when you started Texas Title in that uh, period, we were coming out of the Great Recession. And I know it depends on the market you're in, but talk about the market conditions when you launched. Our market conditions in, in that period were pretty good. 2008, 2009 affected us as well. Our market, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, obviously had a had a downturn as well, but we weren't as affected as the rest of the country. So in 08, 09, we were able to kind of weather that market and grow our business slowly. Uh, and then we changed a couple of fee attorney relationships from 08 to about 2011. And then when commerce happened, we, we wanted to be kind of uh, our own, our own agent and, and control our own future without having somebody telling us whether they were going to wind down a fee fee attorney relationship or whether we got too big and risk them going after our customers. So you had existing relationships, right? I mean, this wasn't starting from scratch. I mean, you were able to, I guess, get kind of a rolling start on this then or? Oh, in 08, 09, we went from almost scratch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but but I think, but I think we're in a unique position too, right? So, in the fee office side, at one point, you know, we had 125 employees before the 2007-2008 disaster. We had the ability to scale quickly, and we also had lots of customers that we had had for a long time. But what, what kind of made us unique, in a sense, is we had our employees who had been with us for, at that time, 13 years. Now, some of them, 19 years. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to essentially take the current staff that we had, move some into more of administrative roles for the agency without having to bring new people in. And so the customers knew everyone that was there and it was 
the the ironic part about it is we've had the URL texastitle.com for probably going on 18 years. So everyone knew us as Texas Title anyway. Hmm. And so when we started the agency in 13 called Texas Title, no one really knew any different, right? So they just thought we were an agent before. The difference, what it allowed us to do is recruit. People would at least talk to us as an agent more so than coming on board as a fee attorney. And it took what, a couple of years, Claude, before people were comfortable. You know, you always get, once you start, people would say, well, you're too new or you, no one knows about you or, you know, whatever the, whatever the concerns are. And we would always go back and say, what, you've never heard of Texas Tata? And they would, <laughs> oh, of course we have. Of course we have. But it allowed us initially to start, because of our business, to start relatively debt-free and grow it at the pace we wanted to, rather than what a lot of people do is open up a bunch of offices real quick, burn through all their money, and, and hemorrhage pretty quickly. We kind of took the other approach. We started slowly, built the infrastructure, and then a couple of years into it, started adding direct offices. Yeah, it sounds like you uh, bootstrapped this a little bit to, you know, get the business and manage the business. And what did you do leading up to this crisis? Were you preparing for, I guess, maybe any kind of disaster recovery plans offsite with your your data? I mean, what were you doing prior to this that maybe helped you get through it? We made a choice when we started the agency that, we also moved to the cloud. We were big enough at the time that to house our own inf- you know, technology infrastructure in-house wasn't making sense anymore. And it was really kind of the start of you know, cloud-based software programs. So we, we decided uh, with the advice of our IT department to, to do that. And what that enabled us to do was have a disaster recovery plan not that we were anticipating something like this, but a disaster recovery plan in the event that, you know, a server went down, an office caught fire, we were unable to get into our offices. So day one, we will um, at first have our key employees work from home or work remotely. And then over the seven years, as we grown, we've grown, you know, that cloud infrastructure as well. So we, we've got redundant, servers in the event one of our servers goes down all our employees as long as they have internet access and some sort of a device can log in to into our virtual desktop and can access all of you know all of their files so we have a disaster that has been in place for i guess almost a decade and obviously we pivoted to deal with uh this type of scenario as well by virtue of having to deal with it Yeah, I mean, not only are you pivoting, you're like, you know, you're tiptoeing really quickly, right? I mean, this happened almost overnight, didn't it? Pretty much. And I mean, one of our strengths, you know, we're about 100 employees and our management team is comprised of four, five people. And therefore, we can make decisions on the fly. And that's kind of what we did is as we were anticipating 
you know, partial lockdown and then a full lockdown. Um, we were unsure whether the title industry and real estate generally would be either an essential business or not. So we, we prepared, you know, we ordered a bunch of high capacity printer scanners just in case we, we tested our disaster recovery plan to see how quickly we could move out of our offices and at home or a remote environment. And luckily we were able to test those, you know, within a few days. What was March like for you? <laughs> well, besides, be, yeah, be, besides um, nerve wracking and everyone on edge, business wise, it was fantastic. Yeah. We ordered a lot of masks, a lot of uh, sanitizer, and a lot of wipes. Glad you could get a hold of it. Early on, we could. Now it's um, it's a little harder. Some back, some back alley deals. <laughs> There's some lead times that we we weren't expecting, but we've got. Um, you know, 3,000 masks on order. We've got more hand sanitizer that we could ever use. But, well, not really, but it'll get used. But it's more the safety in, in of our people because we know and we're fortunate that we can stay open on one hand. And on the other hand, we know everyone's nervous because we're, we're client-facing daily, even though as we kind of move forward, we're, we're pushing that out further to, you know, the curbside closings the notary closings, the, the RONs as much as we can, anything we can do inside the office, we're taking those precautions, you know, even getting screens between the people closing and our folks, can we FaceTime or can we close through a window or can we do it in a car? And, you know, that way we have to be here, but we can do it the safest way possible. How's that going with curbside closing? It works great. You'd be surprised at the the lack of people who really want to do that. Hmm. Um, we just give you an example. We had a closing in our office here Friday, and the the husband and wife used it as a reason to get out of the house. So they were happy to come to our office and sit down and and close on their uh, refinance because it gave them an opportunity to get away from the kids and actually go, you know, go somewhere to that, that wasn't the confines of their home. So we have it available for people who, who are concerned and ask for it. We offer it to all of our customers who need to close, but oddly enough, it's not as frequent as we initially had thought. Now, weather around here lately hasn't been the best. So that may be a driving factor as well. Yeah, it sounds like a marketing opportunity. Date night at Texas Title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, if it wasn't so serious, yeah, it would be great, right? But it's like Claude said, it's very weird because we've taken all the precautions and 20% of the people really care in the sense of they they want to utilize those precautions. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, like Claude said, it's still a big decision and it's still a big event in their life. They want to come in and close. And want may be, may be a little bit more than they're coming in to close. And, 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 they're, coming, and they're coming with masks and gloves, and we offer masks and gloves. So they, they are, you know, they're cautious about the environment they're in. They're also considered about our escrow officers and, and vice versa. And, and we clean down all the offices after every closing just to make sure we try to keep it as sanitized as possible. You know, this industry 
all by itself is already the unknown. I mean, you manage monthly, quarterly, yearly. We don't know what's going to happen. There are so many external factors. And so do you think that, you know, you're better prepared for that because of the nature of this business? I think on our end, like Claude said earlier, is we don't have 85 different layers of, of management is that we can shift and pivot quickly. So I don't know if anyone was ever prepared for what's going on now, though. If you would have said three months ago, hey, this is going to happen, I think all of us would have said, that's crazy. So it's it's been... Uh, I mean, I look at it like this. We've, we're fortunate because there's a lot of people out there struggling that are unemployed and or their companies have, are, are on the brink of closing where our industry is, is at least open. So, you know, it, it could be worse. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. So how are you managing now moving forward? It sounds to me like you haven't had to lay anybody off. No, we've been very lucky. We've not had to furlough anyone. We haven't had to do any layoffs or salary, you know, reductions. And we're actually almost looking at opportunities to grow as some of the larger competitors are downsizing. And part of that, again, goes back to the same thing is we do not have to manage to a strict PL from a standpoint of, you know, we understand the env- the current environment we're in, but we're fortunate enough that we don't have external shareholders to answer to. We don't have five layers of managers who still expect to get paid, you know, their, their salary. And so by being a corporately concise and closed group, we can move quicker and we can manage how we get through this, this time period. And we're, as Bob said, we're very fortunate that we've been deemed an essential business and therefore can continue to provide our customers with their ability to access their equity in their homes if they're going through a difficult, you know, difficult time. So we're actually positioned really well um, currently. I don't know what the market's going to do three to six months from now, but but we almost see it as an opportunity to recruit a little bit from our competitors. That's interesting. You walk me right into our closing question and None of us know what's going to happen here. Obviously, we're managing day-to-day, week-to-week, but I know we're all kind of starting to take a look at, you know, this rolling restart with the economy, whatever they want to call it. And I'm curious, what do you think? How do you think this plays out in the title industry in the next three to six months? Well, my opinion is if we can roll out in the next 30, 45 days, even if it's a measured rollout, I think the impact will be tempered. Obviously, there'll be you know any anybody who's been unemployed or furloughed who can't make their mortgage payments or who have you know uh, haven't paid, and there's a forbearance. There could be an increase short term in the number of foreclosures. So we were cognizant of that as well. But we, you know, I think if, if we get back to something relatively normal in the next 30, 45 days, I think the economy was strong enough before that it'll rebound. It may take a, you know, six, nine, 12 month uh, you know, period to do that. If it's any longer than that, I think, uh, I think there'll be some issues long term. Yeah, and the, the other thing on that, though, is it's a little different than before where 
interest rates are still historically low. So that, that allows at least people to get into the market. The, and, and the other side of it is, you know, where 2007, 2008 is a little different in the sense where now if the, the people that let's say in the service industry and the restaurants and, and as those are able to come back, hopefully more of them come back than the fear. And also with the government intervention with the PPP program and things like that, hopefully some will, will stay around. So maybe the, the, kind of the, the curve back up will be sooner than it was in the past. I mean, but again, like Claude said, we look at it as an opportunity for us because the big boys continue to do what they do, lay off, cut salaries, you know, make sure that their bottom line's where they need it to be. I mean, for us, even if it's a slow turnaround, we're going to have an opportunity to find great people to join us. And then as it kind of picks back up, whether it's six months, nine months or a year, it really doesn't matter for us because we'll have added really good people and, and we'll be ready for when the pickup comes. Well, congratulations on the success to this point. Sounds like you're managing through it and uh, best of luck in the future. Sounds like there's a ton of opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bob Carlson and Claude Rich, co-founders of Texas Title, joining us on the Insider Report. Thank you for partnering with WFG. Now, more than ever, rely on your WFG rep for assistance navigating these uncertain times. And be sure to visit WFGAgent.com to learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, including the WFG Blocks Program, which provides savings and access to cost-effective health insurance for your agency. To learn more, visit WFGBlocks.com.